Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride. Today, we're bringing you a special episode from our Educational Foundation team to kick off National Apprenticeship Week, a celebration of the value apprenticeship brings to industries across the U.S., including the hospitality sector. The Foundation's apprenticeship programs operate under the umbrella of the Restaurant and Hospitality Leadership Center and use an employer-driven model to combine on-the-job learning with classroom instruction to increase skill level and economic mobility. Apprenticeships are a proven solution for companies to recruit, train, and retain highly skilled workers, and it's a way to put employees on a career path that will encourage them to stay and advance in hospitality sector jobs. For today's episode, I'm joined by Conrad Chura, owner and founder of Waken Bacon Restaurants in Louisiana. Conrad oversees the apprenticeship program and has an unconventional path that he navigated to his position as owner-operator. Conrad is a huge advocate for apprenticeship and how it can help people from all educations and backgrounds navigate an industry career. So Conrad, I'm so excited to speak with you today, and let's get started. So we'll start off with some introductions. Conrad, tell us about yourself and how you got started in the restaurant industry. And speak about if you have a mentor that trained you similarly to how you are now mentoring your apprentices. Hi, Carly. Thanks for having me. My name is Conrad Chura. I opened my restaurants as a pop-up when I was 19. We were a breakfast delivery-only pop-up in New Orleans, back before there was any DoorDash, Uber Eats, or anything like that in the area. So we kind of had our own little niche market. It was an idea that we had and we saw a need for it. So we decided to give it a shot. And we've been growing for the last 13 years. When I started, I was interested in learning how to cook. I was interested in learning about business. And thus far, Wake and Bacon has grown with no investor. And it's just been the profits that we've had from running the business year over year that helps us grow. And a lot of that is from being able to learn, kind of like you said, in the mentor-mentee relationship. I didn't go to culinary school. I just learned from older, more experienced cooks. Most of all, one that we used to call the old man. He was a professionally trained chef. He went to school at the CIA. He trained in France. We were working for him when Wake and Bacon started. And then a few years later, when he retired, he came to work in the kitchen with us where he was always available for questions. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to the mentor-mentee relationship. Not everyone learns in the same way. Some people need hands-on learning to absorb information. And I definitely was gravitated toward this because I thought it was just a pathway for me to learn and grow. And it was a way I could could do that without kind of acquiring debt. I didn't feel like college was quite the right spot for me at the moment. Thanks for sharing. Can you tell us a bit more about how you got involved with the Educational Foundation's apprenticeship program? And what kind of gaps you saw in your own business that you felt this program could help address? So on my journey to apprenticeship, it really started with pre-apprenticeship. And that started in 2017 when we formed a relationship with Job One or YouthWorks, which is a local nonprofit in the area that works at-risk youth. And at that specific time, we had over 40 employees and we were hiring. We were looking for entry-level employees to round out our crew. And what would happen was job one would call me and they would say, Conrad, we have someone with no job experience whatsoever. If we get them enrolled with you on our WEX program, which is their work experience program, will you give them some initial experience? Because that's a barrier for employment that they have. 
And so we did this for a couple years. We did it till about 2019. And we worked with one to two people every three months. And after about two years, we were able to hire zero people. And a lot of times we found that people didn't, since it was the zero to one, they, they didn't have that initial experience and they found out, oh, maybe I didn't like cooking or they had barriers for employment, such as not being able to get to work on time. And as we kind of progressed into the pandemic time where everything slowed down, I felt like there was a way that we could do it better. And there was a way to work with individuals and have a better success rate than 0%. So that was kind of a hop, skip and jump away of how I got to the full apprenticeship program. And we use this to fortify our workforce and help the entry level positions into our program and training individuals to give them a full experience into its workforce development. We are developing a workforce and we're using our partnership with the National Restaurant Association's Educational Foundation to make our business stronger in ways that it can't do by itself. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to raise your hand and say, yes, I'd like to be a restaurant apprenticeship employer? So what does that process look like from the very beginning? It's a multi-stage onboarding process. So it takes a few weeks to actually become a partner. There's a validation process to make sure that you can cover the right material with your restaurant, with your systems to be a good fit for the program initially. You have to do at least 80% of the competencies. And if you're not able to meet that metric, then they kind of determine that you're not a good fit to be a restaurant partner. And then there's also vetting of the mentors of the program so that you meet with one of the directors and they talk to your mentors to make sure that they're up to speed and they understand what's going on. And yeah, the biggest role your restaurant fills is really providing a trainer and an environment for the apprentice so they can learn. Great. And how did the Louisiana Restaurant Association at the state level, how did they help you build a training program and identify potential apprentices? The Restaurant Association, they provide a list of competencies to help guide you. And they also have a massive network to help introduce you to graduates from all sorts of programs, whether it's uh, for us locally, it's Cafe Reconcile, Somebody's Kitchen, Job Corps, Job One, Pro Start programs. The key phrase here really is workforce development. And what they're doing is they're taking the time to work with individuals to, one, make sure they're interested in the restaurant industry and then giving them the zero to one experience so that when you work with them as apprentices, you're working with someone who you know is interested in growing and learning more. So they not only give you a list of competencies, but they bring people to your doorstep. And for me, when I was working with my pre-apprenticeship program and at-risk youth, I developed a 12-week I guess, training guide that I would follow just for our own internal personal use. And so when I got to look at the what they had created for the restaurant association and kind of compare them, well, I mean, they have hundreds of competencies and they take everything and they break it down to the lowest common denominator. And like, that's what I get out of it. I get to take it and I get to compare it to what I've made and I get to use it as a tool to help us grow and make our workforce development program better, more detailed. And we just were having that experience of going through that with Damar right now. And I like to say we're learning as much as he's learning because this is our first time in the full apprenticeship program. And it is a lot to do the first time. There's a little bit of learning involved on both sides. So when people normally think of apprenticeship, I don't think they think about restaurants. They think of like plumbers and electricians and people in the trades. But can you share why the restaurant industry actually is a very natural fit for apprenticeship? Yeah, there's a lot you can learn through study, but the actual process has to be taught, has to be learned. 
in order to discover if this job is something that you're going to want to be able to do in the long term, apprenticeships or experience is the only way to gauge whether or not this is really going to be an enjoyable long-term career for you. The reason I like the job so much is probably the same reason that many people don't enjoy the job. Only so much can be taught. You need to gain the experience and gain the full understanding. One of the first things we teach our apprentices is how to identify a toxic work environment or how to understand what a positive work environment feels like. When you're introducing someone to the field, you have to be able to give them that initial experience. And so I feel like the apprenticeship is really natural with cooking. Maybe it's because of the way I learned, but I feel like you can only gain so much through the study and the book learning, but you need to be in the field. You need to understand what to do, when to do it, how to multitask. I feel like many people think that cook is really easy, but being a cook is actually hard. It takes a lot of multitasking. It takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of preparation. I like to tell the line cooks that when we have a good service, 90% of it is preparing and 10% of it is the actual execution of that day. And being able to plan ahead and being able to project is a big part of what we do. But yeah, in an apprenticeship, I feel like there's a lot of roles maybe hidden in the field, whether you're being a sous chef or whether you're being a prep cook. I feel like there's always a lot of hands-on learning and hands-on training in the kitchen. One of the reasons I feel so strongly about apprenticeship is I feel like it's always happening regardless. One of the things that really draw me to the program is I feel like I'm doing this kind of work, whether or not it's being recognized as an apprenticeship. We are always taking young individuals, from my experience at least, and we're always training them. We're always trying to get them to learn to be good employees and trying to get them to do the tasks that we need accomplished efficiently and safely in the restaurant. And so, you know, I really feel like apprenticeship is just part of what we do. And what we're really doing is we're highlighting it, we're reinforcing it, and we're kind of bringing it to light. Yeah, it's great to bring it to light in that way and also to have the resources behind you as you go through the process and it gives you the framework to bring everything to life. And it's very easy to look at apprenticeship as a win for the employer, but what about the apprentices themselves? How does it give them a leg up on their non-apprentice peers? If done correctly, an apprentice is entering an, a vetted environment where they know they can learn, they know they can grow, they can gain experience that will allow them gainful employment in the future. The apprenticeship program itself can offer like recordation of the training certificates from ServSafe to RDI, related training instruction completion, these are all things you can put on your resume in the long term, and it'll make you stand out for future employment. So like as an employer, if, if someone hands me a resume and they have all these certifications on there and they have all these references, I mean, that makes them stand out. The whole goal is once you get through the apprenticeship program, you can continue to grow and you can continue to learn. And the point is for it to give you the tools to do that, more tools for the toolbox. So if I'm looking at a resume for someone who hasn't been an apprentice, but has some job experience compared to someone who has certification, 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 all these great references. I mean, you're just going to stand out in the future. Hopefully it'll help you build a pathway to whatever you want to do next. What made you decide to offer the Line Cook Bridge program pre-apprenticeship training opportunity? And what does it feel like to see these pre-apprentices you have mentored move into the full apprenticeship program with other industry employers? The decision to move into the line cook program was 
the fact that I felt like we were going through the motions. We had just kind of met the correct individual. And at that point in time, I had been learning about pre-apprenticeships. We had started a specific wake and bacon pre-apprenticeship program that focused on developing curriculum with the Restaurant Association's Educational Foundation. And um, as I was doing that, I was just learning more and more about apprentices and I wanted to develop it a little bit more. And so what happened was I met DeMar and uh, I knew DeMar from a couple of his siblings who had worked for me and I had interviewed him at one point for a job and he was like, well, I don't really want to do that job. I'm interested in learning more about line cooking and running a kitchen. I think I was hiring him for a dishwasher, but we traded numbers and then the lead line cook spot opened up at my Bank Street store. And I got Damar on over there. And, and basically, our goal was to help him learn and grow and develop so that he could become the chef over there, knowing he didn't have the experience to do it to start. And that is, in essence, one of the goals of the apprenticeship. You know, it's kind of following suit. And so I said, Damar, will you, can we take this step together? This is the apprenticeship program. It has resources that it offers for you. It has some book learning that we got to do, but that's a good thing. We just got to make time for it. And it has a list of competencies that we get to follow and fill out that'll help us both understand things a little bit better. And the apprenticeship program also gives the apprentice a little bit of uh, financial reinforcement in certain areas. When he was able to get a grant through the apprenticeship program that allowed him to buy a computer so he could do the related training instruction. And with a little bit left over, he was able to purchase a bike so he can get back and forth from work without having to take the bus. And so that kind of thing does exist through the apprenticeship program where once you're enrolled, you have some more support services that are offered to you. And like I said once, but I'll say it again, I really just feel like we're doing the same work, but by working together, we're forming a symbiotic relationship and we're able to do it better. We're able to help Damar better. It's able to help my manager. It's able to help me. It's able to give me resources that I didn't have before and paint the picture with a finer brush, so to speak. So that everyone can uh, grow and learn a little bit better together. It's almost like you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to ask about Damar and the growth that you've seen in him as your current registered apprentice and also how the company has benefited from having him as an apprentice. And you've pretty much already answered that. But if there's anything additional about that relationship or his personal growth that you'd like to touch on, we'd love to hear it. Well, everyone's everyone's different on the growth pattern. Everyone learns differently. Everyone has different things that they excel at faster. Everyone has different things that it takes them longer to learn. So Damar excels at the multitasking. Since he's been in the Bank Street store, what's been kind of a wild ride over the last three years. I mean, it's been kind of crazy for the last 13 years, but since the pandemic, it wasn't until I would say three weeks ago that you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. The sales just came back. We have metrics for my restaurant from 10 years ago up to the pandemic and all the way to now. And I've been able to track the growth of my business and how it was affected by the pandemic and where it's at now. And up until these last few weeks, I would tell Chef John, who's the, I think, one of the only people left from before COVID, no one's actually seen what it's like to be busy. No one actually knows because we just haven't regained that. And that's actually come back for the last few weeks. And Damar has excelled in multitasking and being really busy on the line. A line cook, you're pretty much the most important person in the business at that point. If you put out good food, everyone's thrilled. If you're not prepared and you didn't prepare everything right beforehand, you don't have the ability to put out good food. It's definitely excelled in that. And 
on the ordering. He orders food from the commissary. He orders food from the food purveyor. And those are the things that we're focusing on. And then we're, we're working on the, uh, the RTI, the related training instruction as well. But, you know, a big thing and a big point that the program, its success is really in tune. If you don't have thriving small businesses, then you don't really have the opportunity to have apprenticeship because the apprenticeship program, the way the symbiotic relationship works with the small businesses that we hire this individual and we pay them. That's the biggest expense associated with this program. And that's put on the restaurant. I don't feel like small businesses, specifically small restaurants, from my perspective, got the relief that we needed during the pandemic. I was offered it, but it never actually made it to my bank account. And I can tell you 90% of restaurants around me have closed during the pandemic and new ones are opening or maybe the same ones are opening with different ownership. But in order for this apprenticeship program to be successful, you want experienced small business owners. Those are your target businesses for this program. You don't really want the new guy who just started. Maybe it'll work. You want the guy who's been here for 10 years, who's developed his systems and processes, who has experience, has a loyal clientele and has the cash flow necessary to meet the financial demands for this. And I just feel like that's worth mentioning because it truly is a symbiotic relationship between the business and the mentor and even just the economy. You know, we are focusing all these efforts on people without work experience. We're focused on getting people who have a barrier to employment into employment. And not everyone has the ability to go to college, get a 12 year degree and be a doctor. But we still are. We all hang our hats up here together and we all wake up in the same area and it's all better if we all have opportunities for success. Great. So I'm going to put my employer shoes on. So suppose I'm an employer who's on the fence about apprenticeship. What would you say to me about the program and the benefits that it offers? I would say working in the apprenticeship program or having the apprenticeship program is like adding tools to your toolbox. You're going to gain a partner with developed resources to help offer certifications to your business, help bring future employees to your doorstep who are vetted, who are interested in learning. And if you're serious about being a long-term restaurateur, that's what you need to be successful. And um, it's really a much easier game if we all work together and we all help each other succeed. And my favorite thing about my partnership with the Restaurant Association is they just have all these tools. They have a ton of networking. I've met so many great people and so many passionate people about the industry and about helping everyone from employers to apprentices. If you're in it for the long run, I don't see why you would say no. Well, Conrad, in closing today, I'd just like to thank you so much for your involvement with this program. And thank you for putting a big spotlight on it on our podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you. Did you know the National Restaurant Association produces and hosts several webinars each month to serve and grow the industry? Topics ranging from hiring and workforce, food safety, DE&I, and the most relevant policy topics for restaurants. All previous webinars are also available for on-demand viewing. To learn more about upcoming and recorded webinars, please visit restaurant.org slash events slash learning. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.